Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 3, episode 33. Hello and welcome to the launch show of season 3 here on the Education on Fire podcast. This season is all about what do the children think about their schooling, both in terms of the school that they're at and and how it works in their current education system and also if they were able to create their own schooling, what would that look like? What would the the physicality of the school look like and and the actual part of their learning too? So I just wanted to check in and say thanks for listening. We're going to be listening to children from here in the UK. Um, I've also interviewed some people in America um, and Hawaii. Um, So we've got a real sort of broad picture of of different education systems. Um, But I think we'll find that actually a lot of it's the the same. Um, Children and learning and their understanding actually is is quite universal, it seems. And that there'll be a few takeaways, I think, once we get towards the end of the season. And I have a chat with Peter Cancel about it all to to round it up. Um, But today I just wanted to say... Thanks very much to Overstone Primary, who are going to be the children that I'm talking to today. Um, They're going to launch us off. um, And just to say that um, you can have a listen to episode three, um, which was when I had a conversation with Janice Mardell, who's the head teacher. And I think you'll find if you listen to that, as well as this episode from the children, you'll just see how cohesive the whole ethos of the school is and how it fits in with how the children feel about it as well. It really struck me that that collaboration is just incredibly important and it's such a great school to have visited and been involved in. Um, if you'd like to take a look at the questions that we're basing the season round, if you go to episode 31, um, you can hear me talking about the season and also on the show notes there, educationonfire.com, you can take a look at those 10 questions on episode 33 on the show notes. Um, and then it just gives you a bit of an insight into, into how it's structured and how it is. But as we go through, you can hear me asking the questions and, and you'll, you'll get an idea of, of how all that works. So thanks very much for listening. And this launch show um, for season three is from Overstone Primary School. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today, I am at Overstone Primary School with a selection of pupils who've been looking at our questions and they're all going to help us answer their views of what it is that they think they're going to do. So they're going to introduce themselves first of all. So welcome and thank you for chatting to us. Hello, I'm Evan and I'm 10. Thank you, Evan. Hello, I'm Johnny and I am 11. Fabulous. Hello, I'm Jessica and I'm 11. Hello, I'm Jenna and I'm 11 years old. Hi, I'm Evan, I'm 10. Brilliant. And so... We're going to be we're passing our microphone around, so if you could hear everything, we'll have a do it. We've got one more person. Hi, I'm Morgan, and I'm eleven. Brilliant. So we're passing the microphones around between ourselves. So if you hear any background noise, that's all that is. It's just us making sure that we can all have a good chance to speak. So our first question: Who would like to start us off? Is if you could design your own classroom, what would it look like? And the whole point of this question was that. Forget about the classrooms that you're used to. It's that kind of, if you could have any room that you were going to learn in, what would it look like? How would it feel? How big would it be? How small would it be? What would you have in it? Um, and you could be as creative as you want. So you're going to start us off the Morgan. What do you think? So my classroom would be a bit bigger, so there's a space to get around. And the walls would be bookshelves, and there'd be all pens and pencils, like in the middle, and dictionaries and thesaurus. Okay, so it would still be like a, like a traditional classroom that you're used to working in, but just a little bit bigger. Yes. Okay, brilliant. Mine would be an outdoor one, 
classroom that would be very big and have bright colours on the walls with stationery in the middle. Fantastic. So just just before you pass the microphone on, I've got another question for that. So an outdoor classroom. So would it be outdoors as in still have a roof? Would it be outdoors with some kind of wall so that when it was really cold? Or would it just be that if you could go outside, you'd like to go outside more often? It would have a walls and roof. Okay, fabulous. That sounds really exciting. I like being outside when we're working, so that's that's always a nice thing to do. I'd have a large room, and then in one corner I'd have a little square which has board games in it, Lego. So if people finish their work, they can go there and play. Very nice. I have to say, I saw somebody showing me a version of a classroom and it was a massive classroom and it had people working in small groups around the outside there was also some exercise machines there was a play area and it was just a question of being able to move around the room as you wanted to so when you've done your work or you've been working with a member of staff you could then go off and play or you could exercise and it was all in one really massive room and I thought that was quite nice rather than everyone doing everything at the same time you could split off and do stuff in your own time so I, I like your idea I've, I've seen that happen before I think that's a brilliant idea I would have an open plan, planned classroom with bright colours on the walls and an outdoor area with some bunting around it, which would be without a roof. Okay, so you, so th- having a combination of things is important. And, and you've all said things about being bright colours and things. Is, it, is that really important to you, that sort of feel that everything's bright and airy and fun rather than it being a little bit dour, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. Maybe that's something that people could think about when they're doing their next decoration of their school classroom. Exactly what colour it is and and how you can make it as bright as possible. I would have bright painted walls and lots of boards to display work and posters all around the room, encouraging people help people with their learning. And I'd also have an area in a corner where, like Johnny said. If they finish their work, they can go and play and use some like educational games. Okay, fabulous. Mine would be where there's like a normal classroom, but with an outdoor area as well, which has got a cover, but it hasn't got like walls on the outside and like space to play outside and like positive posters on the wall and air conditioning air conditioning has <laughs> yeah, a good especially today because we're, yeah. we're we're in a, a in a room doing our interview here and it's probably about nearly 30 degrees outside it's yeah. been baking unusually hot hasn't it for england and uh, and so we're all sweltering <laughs> and that, i think outdoor outdoor areas are really important and to be able to have that flexibility so would you have all of every classroom have an outdoor space so you could yeah. literally choose actually you know what today we'll go and just work outside or I, th- I think that's yeah. a good idea. I think having those options are, are really good, aren't they? So that kind of takes us on to how would you spend your time? Often schools are quite structured at the moment, aren't they? You sort of have a certain amount of academic time and a little bit of PE time and a little bit of arts time. Um, if you had complete control, would you change that up? Would you, say, have PE for an hour every day or music for an hour every day? Or would you still do as much academic stuff or would you have more time... We talked about playing after we'd had after we'd done our work, but would you have more time playing altogether, for example? What what were your thoughts about that type of question? Well, I'd have like the same time like literacy for as long and the maths, but on I'd rather have like PE every day because of how hot the weather is to interact with others outside, like cricket and stuff like that. And um but 
other than that, I think everything would stay the same. Okay. I would have a little bit longer break for the first break, which would be about half an hour. And then also the um, maths and literacy would be the same. And probably PE three times a week. Okay, and just before you pass on, why would you keep maths and literacy the same? Why would you not, not do maths or literacy at all? for example? Because maths and literacy are very important for your um, lifestyle in the future. Okay, so you don't mind doing it, you feel it's actually an important thing and, and not something which is particularly arduous, you, you actually, it's something you enjoy or something because it's important you feel is something you would definitely keep in? Yes. Okay, thanks. I'd st I'm still, I'd still keep an hour literacy, an hour maths in the mornings, but in the afternoon, We'd have, I'd have <laughs> PE and then PE for the first three days, and then I'd and and then on the Wednesday half switch for history or geography, then do history geography for the rest of the week. Okay, so you would so what you do is you you sort of have your normal class sort of format for the morning, but then the afternoon you've got more flexibility. So you might be doing like say PE for a few days, and then a different subject or some arts related thing in the yeah. afternoon. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. And then the breaks would be about twenty five minutes first break, and then in the afternoon it would be an hour. And and are you happy having a break? in the morning and then lunch and then the afternoon or would you have more often been able to get outside and blow off some steam and then run around? Well that would mainly be with the PE okay. and then if you fit then at the last session on Friday you can just play with everything draw pictures and stuff like that. Okay I like that. So have a bit of a golden time. Very nice yeah I like that idea yeah a chance just to do what you like within the structured week very nice oh, yeah great. I would keep everything the same because it evens out so we get a chance to do every lesson for um, enough time. But I would add one thing. I would think um, we should spend more time as different classes together um, and do and make and like, for example, read to each other or. I really like that. So you, so you could support the younger children, help them to read or listen to them read or help them do maths or whatever it would need to do. And I have heard of people doing that before. And I think the, the good things about that that I've heard are the fact that the younger children really look up to you, especially when you're sort of year five and year six, because you, you have a chance to um, they recognise you as, as older people within your school. But also at the same time, you get to think about how you would teach it to someone else. And that really helps your learning, I think, as well. Yeah. We have we have done it once, but I would like to do it some more. Yeah, fantastic. As it's so fun to do. Yeah, and enjoyable. Yeah, it changes the dynamic of your classroom because you've got different people there doing it. I can see that. Yeah, great. I would have the the um, lesson times the same, and as Jessica said, have like read with have one literacy lesson a week where you go and read with younger children because then it helps the younger children hearing someone else read to them and it helps you with like like listening to the younger children 
Great. Lovely. I would have like an extra break in the afternoon because we only have a first break and a lunch break, like to spend more time outside when it's warm. But like when it gets cold, like like Johnny said, like a little time to play inside for like where you can just play with what's ever in the classroom. Brilliant. So we've just had a little break while we put the fan back on our room. So if you can hear any background noise, that's what it is. But we decided that it was better that we didn't swelter and pass out while we were having our conversation in our heat, as we mentioned before. So we've got to our question three now, which is how do you assess your progress? And, and is assessing your progress important? So um, what do you think about that then, Morgan? Well, coming up is a university trip to inspire us, to show us different things that you can be when you're older to go to your goals and dreams. So that's going to hopefully inspire us to choose something. Okay. In class, when we get something wrong, we've got like red dots and then... You have purple pens that you correct it with. And we've also got success criteria. And then you colour it red, amber or green, whichever one you think. So if it's green, then it's good. If amber, so it was okay. And red, you found it really hard. Okay. And and so, but it's it's important that you, you understand how you can improve yeah. and, and just assess where you are all the time. And do you find that, because that's quite an informal way of doing it rather than getting it, feeling like you've got it wrong. Yeah. Um, so do you find that a supportive thing to be able to do? Because then it's in, you find it easy to then be able to, um, improve what you've done or, 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 to, or to make some progress? Yeah. Okay, I see. Every so often we're given, um, we have a piece of paper that has writing targets and like maths targets on it and if the teacher thinks we've met that target then she'll highlight it off and we there's three columns so the if you get yours in the last column you're, you know where what level you're at and everything. Okay. Well, last year we did go to the university and I want to be a fashion designer when I grow up. And it, it did help me because I saw, because the university we went on then was about science and fashion. So I got some inspiration from it. Okay, so actually going out of school and finding out about other other things is an important part of your progress as well because you can see how you're going to develop in the future and, and where you might aim and put your, I guess, put your um, put your efforts in what you want to do because, like yeah. you say, if you want to be a fashion designer, you're going to spend a lot of time thinking about how you go about doing that and the sorts of skills that are going to help you while you're going through school. Yeah, thank you. In literacy lessons, we when we write stories or recounts, we have the teacher highlights our work, pink and green. Pink is, it's really good, keep it up. But green is, you could improve on that. And so that really helps you then sort of knowing where you are within the sort of work that you're doing. Yeah. On one of the walls outside of the classroom on the way to the hall, we have our learning superheroes, which um, help us to be um, honest, courteous, respectful, uh, resilient and independent. Okay, so really important things that are important for you as a person which will also help your learning as well. And can I just ask, is there anything else that you would do in terms of 
your progress? Would you have another way of doing it? Or, I mean, do you find just having a, a chat with your teacher or someone in the school is supportive from what you're doing, not necessarily a mark for a test or not necessarily having a dot or whatever helps you as well, which is a good idea, but also just a kind of, oh, you did really well there, or just those sorts of conversations that, that are difficult to mark down or to, to actually analyse, but actually you're really supportive. That's how I find it as well. Do you find that's the same sort of thing? Yes. Yeah, so your sort of ongoing dialogue is, is part of your progress because it makes you feel like you are heading in, in the direction that you're wanting to go in. Yes. How often do you think about what you eat? How often do you exercise, breathing, sleeping, mindfulness, gratitude and volunteering? And the, the idea of this question was kind of, as well as doing our maths and our English and our formal kind of education, how often do we think about our own well-being? And things like how you eat, how much sleep you get, um, giving to others like the volunteering, I think they all help us. And, and how often do you, does that come up in, as part of your school day or week? Well, usually every Thursday we have a protective behaviour and they'll say, like, do we feel safe, how much we're eating, how much exercise we do, like when we're sleeping. And also every morning if we look tired, Miss Dawson will always check, like, what time did we go to bed last night? Great. And so, so it's like actually so, so it's a part of your regular assessment of how you are and what you're up to and, and what you're doing. So it's always sort of on the forefront of everyone's mind. Yeah. Oh, great. That's a really nice thing to hear. We have PSHE quite often as well. So. So you've got your specialist sort of time within the curriculum to be able to yeah. do that sort of thing. Okay. Well, for the well, we get an opportunity to to do quite a bit of voting and. Um, and we did we have a sports crew which is run by year sixes and i am part of the present sports crew but we do have a new one coming in which we voted for so so you 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 mean you actually have quite a lot of of control in terms of 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 what people do, who who runs the, some of the things that you do, and and also the types of activities that you do as well. So you sort of feel yeah. like you have a good say within the school. You're not just told exactly what to do. And do you find that a really positive thing? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Have, have, having your voice heard is a really important key, isn't it? When we have sports day, we're split into three groups: Tawny, Barn, Snowy, and in each house, there's a there's a captain and a vice captain and they can help basically control what their house does and the vice captain is there if in case the house captain isn't there brilliant so you all able to support each other and, and things that are going on yeah and we also vote for that we also have school council which is where there's year one year two year three year four year five and year six and there's a girl and a boy in each fit um year group and we often have discussions about what should we can do to help the school very nice and how often do you meet uh once a week oh so a nice regular kind of thing with the eating there's a club that's run for key stage one where the where the teacher on reception t t teaches them 
life helps them learn about what what to eat, exercise, and everything to have a healthy life. Brilliant. So, so it's something which you're obviously all aware of, and something that you do discuss on on, on a regular basis. That's really interesting. So, our next question. We talked about our um our life cycle really, and 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 the important thing about that is how how often do you talk about people being babies being born and and people dying or pa- passing away um in my daughter's school they have something called the school bell which is an old school bell that used to be hung up and when a baby's born in someone's family they go and um, ring the bell and it's a really sort of nice joyous thing as well um but that's often quite a joyful thing but we all know that there are people that do pass away i mean how do you have conversations about that within your school? Do you think it's an important un- understanding in terms of how you live your life based on understanding that there's a life cycle for everybody? Well, we have PSHE where we'll, there's a different topic and think last term was about people passing away or like dying and we brought in like pictures and stuff like that and babies being born, don't think we really talk about that. But I, ge- I, I guess often... Have you got younger younger brothers and sisters and that? So I mean that that part of life you get to experience a lot because you know being the age that you are, there there are often babies being born in terms of of your your own siblings or also people that you know as well. A few days ago, we had the nurse come in, right? And she was talking about <laughs> growing up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's an that's an important thing, an important part of your education as well, understanding how life changes as you grow and, and being being ready for those sorts of things. Yeah. In PSHT and also in class, if someone's like got a new baby brother or a new baby sister, we usually talk about it because it's quite a thing to celebrate. Yes. And it's not just like things that of people that have died that we also talk about because if someone's best like their fr- their pet has just died we also talk about that and help them absolutely so because anything which is important to you and anything yes. like that is an important part of the same thing absolutely sometimes we watch news around and in the mornings we you sometimes we talk about Things that have happened that you'd hear on the news, like the Grenfell Tower block fire and terrorist attacks in London and things like that. So that then gives you a really good opportunity to talk about how you feel about it or what you think about it and and people at school to help you through that. That's really good. Through school, since year one, we've been doing... Um, Zippy's friends, Apple's friends, Seal and PSHE and we've talked a lot about people being born and dying through all those years but it was mostly in year five and six. Yeah it's just slightly older and able able to discuss it in a slightly more mature kind of way. Okay lovely. How often do you discuss things like money, budgets, savings and financial planning? So do you have any idea about how you want to save money for maybe something you want to buy or have you done a project anywhere where you've had to think how much money do I need to make something how much can I sell it for um, have a stall for something anything like that have you have you had the experience in how and how that is well we have the enterprise project coming up and we're making because our projects 
Indian, India, we're doing like Indian bags and we've been sewing them with the sewing machine, stuff like that. And school council is also doing a bake-off at the minute and we have to like run stalls to work out like how much we need and our budget and everything. Uh, I see, brilliant. So it really, it really is like once you're involved in a project, you really know exactly what you need in order to produce everything that's going. At Christmas, each class has to make something to sell at the Christmas like fair, I think it is. But yeah, each class makes something and like then they put it into the hall and certain like you take turns to sell it and. Yeah. I see. So, so not only if you had to make it, you've had to design it. You have to learn how to sell it. You have to yeah. decide how much to sell it for, I guess, and uh, all of that. And so that's all part of the thing. It, it's a different skill, isn't it? It, it is maths and it is design and it is those things. But it's pulling all those things you've learned in those different lessons to put it into one project. Like Morgan said about the enterprise projects, we we have have um, like the budget of. Um, the budget of money that we have to make so that we can pay back for all the things that we've bought so we have to make sure that we sell the things like we have to price them so that we know that we're going to make some profit out of it yeah great and and do you find that interesting do you yes because it's a it's like because then if when you're older you become a mark like say if you sell things when you're older it's a little bit of insight of how you would do it absolutely absolutely um Nearer to the start of the year, the year six get to run a Macmillan stall. Well, we have about six to ten stalls um, where... So do you you sell something? Yeah, we sell, like, we sell cakes, we do games, we've um, a raffle, bric-a-brac, just anything we can to raise money to raise money and to raise money for someone else as well which is which is yeah support other people we like we design all the posters and we have team leaders in the macmillan when it gets to towards the end of the year the year sixes and the hoops organize a leavers disco which is a celebration for the year sixes when just before they leave and the year six is yet to choose what stu- some of the stools they get, and usually they, and usually, the year six is split into girls and boys or something like that, and go in a limo. But this year we're not doing that, as we're getting a party bus instead. Uh, right. So you have a lot. I, I like the fact that what's coming out a lot is that you have a quite a lot of control and a, and a good chance to sort of choose what it is that you would like to do based on your own individual ideas. Um, I remember one year we raised money for new tablets and Chromebooks because the computers that we had um, were quite old and they were starting to not load. So we raised money for um, new computers and tablets and Chromebooks. Lovely. And I'm just gonna, I'm just going to jump on a question now um, because. Our question eight was how how often do you lead a team of people? But it, it sounds to me that actually through all of these projects that you do, you do that sort of thing quite a lot, don't you? And and can I ask, do you do you often find that 
people work with their own skills so that the people that are good leaders want to step up and lead and those that want to design and, and all of that sort of thing is that how that works well there's a gymnastics thing where some girls are like teaching snowy tawny and barn the routines so then when the house competition comes up they know the routines and they can get points and then whoever wins will oh, get the most points. Great. So so if you've got a particular skill for a particular activity, then you, you're more likely to lead that sort of thing. Yeah. And also, like, with what Morgan said, like, when she said you get points, you get house points, and at the end of the year, um, whoever has the most house points wins the trophy, and they type, like, each house has a different colour, so, like, barn is blue... Tawny is red and Snowy is green. And um, they tie that colour ribbon around the trophy, so you know, okay. it's one. Yeah, wow. When getting to year six, as Jessica said earlier on, um, you you can you have the chance of doing sports crew. And uh, me and Jessica are part of it. And we teach, to, to we encourage children to join sports. And every Wednesday we do a club and we've ordered trophies and all sorts for rewards. And we also build on their, like, their passion, like, their, like, we build on passion and determination and honesty and teamwork. Okay, so you use the values of the school to work through your projects. Yeah. We also work on self-belief and... And we do competitions through, um, through, like we did a running one once that the whole of Key Stage 2 could do. And we're now actually planning a Key Stage 1 and a whole school competition. Wow. So, there, so th- there's lots of things going on that you're involved in and that you're able to lead and, and to set up for yourselves. That sounds really r- fantastic. In the school council, we get to... Um, so people go forward for um, the four positions, which is the treasurer, vice chairman, chairman and secretary. And we all get a vote in that and we g- get to choose the leader and everyone else. So the, the structure of the council is really important in, in, in enabling all of those different projects and things to be able to go to, to actually work. But it sounds really, really great. I'm, I'm really liking all these things that I heard. So we're then going to go back and talk about a mentor. Do you work with a mentor and do you know what a mentor is? I have worked with a mentor and isn't that when they'll help you? And also I have another one where some people go out to read with Mrs Webb um, and and Mrs Gibbons and they're both really lovely and we like read with them and they'll read with us and then after we'll play a quick game and we'll log all the books that we've read with them. Absolutely. I mean, I often think that a mentor is somebody that um, you work with on a more individual basis and someone that can support you in something that you want to do. So it might be something that you're studying for, it might be something that you're trying to plan, that you need extra support with, and and you you can have an individual person or even a small group of people that can help you achieve those sorts of things. After, like, you get your test results, sometimes, like, some of the teaching assistants in the classroom take you out and, like, look over your tests so you can see, like, where you went wrong and what you can do next time. 
if you need like help with a particular subject the teacher will um like take you out maybe like during assembly and then she'll so and then they'll keep working on it so then you can build up the strength in that subject fantastic so the, the next question was all about do you like working on real projects things like fundraising school events local community i think we can safely say that we've kind of covered that haven't we because you obviously do lots of fundraising and you've got lots of events that you do and all that sort of thing you've we've sort of covered all of those things already which is absolutely brilliant and i think really really interesting for everyone to hear so we're gonna just round off now with our last section which is of all the things that you enjoy doing most do they happen during the school day part of your school time or do they happen before school or after school so is it a morning club or an after school club or actually do they happen during your sort of timetable day that's quite hard because i like both because like after school on a wednesday i'll do cheerleading and dance but then in school time there's obviously pe gymnastics and all that so it's kind of hard so, so get, i like both you get a mix of the both that's yeah. that sounds great I like both as well because like some lessons in school we're really looking forward to because as we're studying India at the moment we've designed our own rangoli patterns and we're going to chalk them onto the playground but we've been asking for a long time to do that but it's just been really hot so we haven't got a day that's not boiling hot. So, so that you can, can get out it. and do it, yeah. <laughs> Every day but Wednesday I go to a breakfast club then on Mondays after school I go to the gym. On Tuesday, I go to breakfast club, don't do anything after school. On Wednesday, I do an early, a before morning football club and I do foot, go to my football club to train in after school. On Thursday, it's the same as Monday and Friday is breakfast club. Then I've quite a while after school i go play for a cricket club okay so you do lot you enjoy a lot of things outside of school as well but do, do you do you also enjoy the things in school as well are they sort of the yeah. outside things or extra things which you enjoy yeah, at the much? moment in pe we're doing cricket and we're trying to improve our cricket skills Fantastic. and become better cricketers sounds great i like both because um we have ballroom and latin lessons after school dance lessons yes fantastic for a competition that is coming up this week oh, fantastic that is open for the whole key stage too but i do like um the art and i just look forward to doing the lessons during school too and leading the sports crew yeah so the things that happen outside of school just enhance everything that you're already enjoying anyway yeah yeah i'm the same as jessica because i do quite a lot of dancing i do dancing after school like outside school and also in school time and the i like all of like the things that we do at school and so um, when once we had someone come in to play tennis with us, and I now do I do tennis outside of school as well now. Fab. I like both because during school time we often have competitions with the school. Um, just recently we had a football co competition that we hosted at um, school. And then I also like outside of school because I also do Latin and ballroom dancing and football. 
Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you guys have got a very fulfilled life and a very full life in your school and outside of school as well. And it's been really, really brilliant chatting to you. Um, has anyone got anything else they'd like to add before we round off? After school as well, we have a choir, um, which which um, it started off really little, but it's grew quite big now. And we're going to do a concert. Yep. So it's good. So that's an after school club rather than as well as your music that you do during your school time as well. The concert will be on the same day. We've got a um, school council uh, Overston Bake Off. So we all have to bake a cake and then bring it in. And then you can go, we have to write out the recipe. You can buy the recipe if you like the cake. And then you can buy a slice or if it's a cupcake, you can buy it. Or it doesn't have to be um, sweet. It can be savoury as well. But the choir concert is going to be before that I think but kind of there's like the same sort of on the same day doing the supporting the whole thing brilliant in the in choir we sing a lot of songs that have powerful meanings so we've been singing songs that um, we've been singing a song called power in me which and we've also been singing heroes so we've been seeing quite a lot of songs with strong meanings okay so you're getting a lot of support with a bit like the question we talked about about exercise and sleeping and mindfulness that a lot of the things you enjoy doing as well are also in terms in part of your choir as well going back to question number seven um there is this very helpful mentor that takes us out for quite a lot of things especially literacy and yeah Great. So you you do you, you sort of are aware of those things and, and, and enjoy the support of what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um yeah, like Evan said, we've been going out in literacy with Mrs. Adams and she's been like making our literacy stronger and more powerful. So she's really helping. Fabulous, right. And finally With my before school football club, it's called Freestyle. And in the first part of it we have we play warm-up games like bulldog monkey tail tag and then after that we get into teams and then play a match and then after the match we go and get changed ready for school Great. So it, it, a lot of those sorts of people who run the clubs and that are like a, a really great mentor as well, aren't they? Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. I'm, it's so hot. You've done a brilliant, brilliant job. Um, and yeah, we'll let you know when it's going to go out on the podcast and you can have a listen to yourselves. Thank you. It's been an amazing opportunity and it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you. I thought I'd never do anything like this and to do this is just amazing. This is a once in a lifetime. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Lovely. It's been absolutely great fun. And um, yes, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com.